Hello, 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 Miami Dolphin fans. Welcome to the Same Old Dolphin Show, part of the DolphinsTalk.com podcast network. I'm Josh Katzker. With me today and every day is my brother from the exact same mother, Aaron the Brain. Aaron, say hello to the people. Hello to the people. It's time. We have arrived at the Tua Bowl. Where the winner is the loser, and the loser is the winner. How was your bye week? It was nice. It was stress-free. Not that it's been a a very stressful dolphin season. (laughs) Because, you know, it's been actually kind of a relaxing dolphin season. Because instead of stressing out about whether or not the dolphins are going to win, and going into the fourth quarter on pins and needles... One, you don't really care if they win or lose because there's no expectation. I mean, if anything, you want them to lose. And then two, the game's usually over by the fourth quarter anyway. But that said, it was the bye week. Uh, didn't have to sit through a boring Dolphins game. So I went out. I, I went to the gym and I watched all the games, you know, on the TV at the gym. I did a little bit of cooking. Uh, it was it was nice. You had a nice time. I ended up, I ended up working last Sunday. Uh, working a little bit, and then I ended up having to, uh, I found myself really sucked into a a very tight fantasy football matchup, which, uh, of course, everybody's excited to hear about my fantasy football team, but thank goodness I did win because Odell Beckham was able to get me seven points on Monday night, so fantastic. Um, Well, the, the bye week for the Dolphins was a week in which there was some exciting happenings in uh, Washington, because the Washington Redskins, who the Dolphins are welcoming to Hard Rock Stadium this weekend, fired their coach. Jay Gruden was given the boot. And you have to say, and and Brain, let's get your feedback on this, but you have to say that right now, the Redskins seem to be a little bit more of a disaster than the Dolphins. Because at least the Dolphins... You know, there's there's some intention behind what the Dolphins are doing. There seems to be some method to the badness. The Redskins are just a hot mess. Well, yeah, I would say the you could put the Redskins in a category of teams probably with the Jets and maybe to a lesser extent with the Bengals of teams and maybe a little bit the Broncos, uh, teams that actually came into this season with some expectations trying to win. And they look, you know, absolutely dreadful. And they're in the race for for being one of the worst teams in the league. Whereas the Dolphins, obviously, as we know, came in with no expectation. And if there, if there was any expectation, it was to be the worst team in the NFL. So uh, by that measure, yeah, I'd agree with you. Because at least the Dolphins are meeting expectations, whereas the Redskins are falling way short. Yeah, I wouldn't, I don't know that I would necessarily include... The Bengals in there. The Bengals are certainly listless as far as like, you don't really know where they're going, but at least the Bengals have been competitive in their football games. The Dolphins, the Redskins, the Jets, these three teams, I think are pretty clearly the bottom of the barrel in the NFL. And let me just say from a Dolphin fan perspective, uh, talking about the Jets couldn't happen to a nicer team, couldn't happen to a nicer set of fans, couldn't happen to a nicer coach. That's true. That's absolutely true. I mean, my heart is just absolutely breaking for Adam Gase and the New York Jets organization. I am just so, so sad for them. 
I don't know that there's ever been a more sympathetic figure than Adam Gase. I mean, he really you just when you think of sympathetic characters in the world, you got to think of Adam Gase. I mean, the humility on that guy. I know. He is so down to earth. He is so grounded. He just seems like such a a great guy, a guy that you'd really want to be friends with, somebody who would really be there for you. And if he ever messed up, he would be the first one to say, my bad. He really seems like that kind of a guy. He'd look you right in the eyes and say, my bad. Yeah. It certainly is. It certainly is your bad, Adam Gase. But uh, we're not here to talk about the Jets. We'll have a couple of opportunities to do that later this season. We're here to talk about the Washington Redskins. And, you know, this is one of those scenarios where the Dolphins come into a game, and I think we're really going to find out just how bad this Dolphins team is. Because in the first four weeks of the season, I don't know that the Dolphins have, you know, of those four games that the Dolphins played and lost, There's not a bad team in the bunch. I think the Chargers are sort of underachieving at this point, but I certainly wouldn't consider the Chargers to be a bad team. And so the Dolphins have been handily beaten in all four games. The margin of the margin of defeat has shrunk in each of the four weeks. And so now the Dolphins come up against a Washington Redskins team that is has just fired their head coach. That is the fifth worst defense in the league when in terms of total yards per game when it comes to total yards per game on offense they are the 28th ranked team in the league this is a bad football team that the dolphins are welcoming to hard rock stadium and i mean the only thing that makes me feel not particularly optimistic is the dolphins are worse than the redskins in both of those categories so I mean, I shouldn't say it makes me optimistic. I see a lot of people out there in Dolphin land that are thinking this is the game that the Dolphins can actually win. Um, I don't know that I'm so positive on that. I, I just, I have yet to see the Dolphins put anything approaching even mediocre football together. The The Dolphins have just been so bad in all, in almost all aspects of the game that I just have a hard time being positive about it, even though they're welcoming in a Redskins team that has basically fallen on its face over the first five weeks of the season. Yeah, it's true. And and look, there's a reason why the Redskins are favored in this game. And it's not because the Redskins are a good football team. It's because the Dolphins are that bad that coming off of a bye at home, they've got an 0-5 team that's coming in as, as a favorite. Uh, which has never happened, which hasn't happened since the turn of the century that a team that's played four or more games and hasn't won a game has gone on the road and is the favorite. But that's that's how bad the Dolphins have been. That said, look, this is their fourth home game in five to start the season. They're coming off of a bye week. This is their first game against a team where there really isn't a huge gap in talent. Look, the Redskins are more talented than the Dolphins. Uh, the Redskins are better man-to-man on-paper football team uh, than the Dolphins. But coming off of a bye, having the game at home, for the first time all season, it seems like the opposing team is the team that's dealing with the distractions. You know, the Dolphins had, you know, the roster turnover going into week one. Uh, 
trade rumors coming after going into week two, the Minka Fitzpatrick trade going into week three, uh, just, you know, every single week it was something else, uh, you know, shifts on the offensive line going into, into week four, uh, you know, quarterback changes, all of these things, the Dolphins get a bye week. And I really think that you're going to see a better Dolphins football team out there this week than you've seen all season because they've had a chance to to actually build some continuity and get healthy and again playing a team like the Redskins can only help. Um now the Redskins on the other hand they get a coaching change. Now is that going to be uh is that going to to be a positive for them? Bill Callahan Look, he, he's pretty much a journeyman head coach. He's been a coordinator for at a, at a bunch of different stops since last uh, being a head coach. Uh, well, I mean, he was the head coach of the Raiders when they made it to the Super Bowl before losing to the Bucks uh, in, what was that, 02? Uh, and then I believe he was the head coach at Nebraska for a few years, and then he's been a coordinator in a few different spots. Uh, look, he's a, he's a veteran, but he's kind of an old-school guy, and... Uh, he says he wants to run the ball more in spite of the fact that the Redskins have been running the ball on first down uh, more than most teams in the league and haven't been really successful at it. So you wonder, uh, you know, does that play right into the Dolphins' hands? Or is this one of those things where just the fact that it's a coaching change kind of galvanizes the team, gets them fired up, they rally around each other, and... It, it it gives them that little bit of a bump that you get, the new coach bump, like the Dolphins saw with Dan Campbell a few years ago. And 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 you see, you know, every every so often when a team fires their coach midseason, uh in general, in the long term, it doesn't usually make much of an effect, but there is usually a bump in play, a positive bump, right after uh the coaching change for a week or two. So the question that I have coming into this game is really about the Dolphins fans. And it's really, what do you want out of this game? Because, look, they, there's just so many different ways to tackle this. On the one hand, look, if you, if you want the team to tank and you want the team to get the number one pick, look, you could lose this game and you can still get the number one pick. But if I mean, or you could win this game, I should say, and still get the number one pick. But if you lose this game, you really got the inside track. And if you win this game... All of a sudden, you're you know things get pretty dicey because how many more games is Washington going to lose the rest of the way, and you know Cincinnati and the Jets and the and these teams, you know how it it turns into more of a race. Uh, the good news is that when it comes to the draft order, the 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 tiebreaker is strength of schedule, and head to head does not even factor in. So the good news is. We could lose this game, or we could win this game, and uh, finish with the same record as the Redskins at the end of the season. Both of us go one and fifteen, and we'll still probably have the worst strength of schedule, uh, which would still net us the top pick. So it's not like one of those situations where if you you win this game, uh, you you really got like a two game lead or a two game deficit, depending on how you look at it on the Redskins, because head-to-head doesn't really factor in. So that's one way of looking at it. But then the other thing is, you know, this is Brian Flores' first year as a head coach. It's his first job as a head coach. And 
look, we want to evaluate the players. What are the objectives coming into the season? The objectives are to get the number one pick, to evaluate what you have on the field, but it's also to evaluate what you got on the sidelines. It's it's to evaluate Brian Flores as a head coach. We'd like to come out of this year knowing that we've got a pretty good head coach. Well, if you go out there and you can't beat the Washington Redskins, an 0-5 team, on your home field coming off of a bye, that, that calls into question your coaching a little bit. And you, then you have to wonder, well, are they... Look, we know organizationally they are not trying to win games. But in the locker room and on the field, they need to be trying to win games. They need to be actively trying. And I'm not saying that they're not. But this is the kind of game that you should win. Like, if we weren't tanking, if we were just bad, you know, if we came into the season and, you know, let's say we we did everything that we did in the offseason, but we kept Laramie Tunsil and we kept Minka Fitzpatrick. And we came into this game, same circumstance, 0-4 at home coming off of a bye, the Redskins 0-5 coming in. We'd go into this game and we'd say, this is a game that Brian Flores needs to win. Now, I realize, look, Minka's not here, Tunsil's not here, but this is a game that you still gotta, you you gotta perform well. The team's gotta look good coming out of this game, or you're gonna start to look at Brian Flores and say, look, I don't know if he's preparing this team well to play on Sundays. Yeah, it's one of the things I'm really interested to see is whether or not this team can actually be in a competitive game. Now, if you are... One of the people who is like, let's go 0-16, that's what I want. Then what you're really looking for this Sunday is a really exciting game that the Dolphins lose on a field goal in the final moments. You know? Yeah, or lose, you know, maybe they maybe we outplay them, but uh we lose because we miss some field goals, or we lose because Josh Rosen throws a pick. Now, look, it doesn't behoove us for Josh Rosen to to not play well. We want him to play well one way or another, uh, whether he's the quarterback here long term or not. Him playing well increases his value, which is ultimately good for the franchise. But all right, maybe it's maybe maybe Kalen Balage gets a carry and he fumbles, you know, some fluky plays. You know, like last Kalen year Bellage when the Dolphins fumbling beat the, the ball Patriots. in a big moment is I think Kalen Balage fumbling the ball in a big moment is is something that is likely to happen. Well, that would also call into question Brian Brian Flores. <laughs> because no. why are you giving the ball to Kalen Balage in a, in a in a pressing moment? Of well, course it could be Kalen, it, it could be um it could be Kenyon Drake as well. That's true because he's probably not going to be here next year either. Um both but very good I'm talking about I'm talking about like a fluky loss similar to last year when everybody knew, well, maybe not everybody knew, but when, you know, a lot of us were calling for the Dolphins to lose games to impre- to increase their draft position and then they had the miracle in Miami or the Miami miracle and they and they they get that fluky hook and lateral play for the win over the Patriots. If if you lose like that, that would be great. A fluky loss where you where you actually look like the better team, but then you end up losing. We'll see if 75-year-old Adrian Peterson and the Washington Redskins can put something together to uh defeat the Dolphins like that. But let's just uh let's just take a quick look at both sides of the ball and determine what it is that the Dolphins need to do um in this game. I think obviously the biggest thing is this is the best opportunity that we're going to get to see Josh Rosen be a player. If Josh Rosen does not come out of this game against Washington 
with a, I think, a sterling performance, then I think at that point you just got to say, okay, this is clearly not the guy. I'm, I mean, he's had a couple of weeks against tougher teams, tougher defenses, and he's he's looked pretty mediocre to bad. I think against a weaker defense like Washington, this is going to be where you really want to see Josh Rosen shine. I think if he struggles again and, and puts in a mediocre performance again against the Redskins, all things considered with the talent around him, I think... At that point, you even have to say to all of the Dolphin fans out there, and I know they exist because we've been having conversations with them on Twitter. If you're one of those people that is a build around Rosen guy, if Rosen doesn't come out and play a heck of a game on Sunday, I think that conversation needs to be over. And we need to just know that this is the guy who's going to take us through the rest of the season, but he is definitely not the guy that we're going to be building this franchise around. Eh, I, I don't know. I, I I try not to make sweeping judgments on, on strictly one game. I don't think this is a horrendous Washington defense. It's not a gr- it's not a good Washington defense, but it's a it's a decently coached defense, and there is some talent on that side of the ball. It's difficult because on on the offensive side of the ball, they're really hamstrung. So in a lot of ways it's very similar to kind of what Miami's dealing with, where look, it doesn't matter how good the defense plays in in stretches if the offense keeps putting them in bad positions eventually they're going they're going to crack and look it's like i said it's not a good washington defense but there there's talent on that side of the ball for the redskins uh you know they spent a lot of money on landon collins uh they do have josh norman back there they've got some talent on that defensive line um i still worry about uh, about the Dolphins' offensive line against against that Washington defensive line against the Patriots, the Dol- uh, the Redskins routinely rushed three or four guys and tried to drop seven and sometimes eight guys in coverage, and they still got pressure on on Tom Brady. So if they do that against the Dolphins, uh, it's that could be difficult for Josh Rosen dealing with. Uh, being put under pressure without them having to blitz, uh, that's not easy. Uh, but look, the Dolphins have some weapons. Rosen has shown a propensity to be able to make big throws down the field, whether it's to Devontae Parker or Preston Williams. Uh, we need to see the Dolphins receivers catch the ball in this game. Uh, particularly Pre- uh, Preston Williams. It'd be nice to see uh, Jakeem Grant do something. Uh, get, get let's get him the ball in space and see if he can't create. I believe Albert Wilson's going to play in this game, um, so the, it, it could get interesting. Also, I I think one area where Washington hasn't been great this year is their run defense. Um, the Dolphins had their best uh, game of the year as far as running the ball two weeks ago against the Chargers, uh, and. Now they've had a bye week to really strategize and, and game plan and and try to scheme something up to to really uh you know get get a running game going against the Redskins. This shouldn't be one of those games where the scoreboard dictates that you have to give up the run. So I really think this is an opportunity for for Kenyon Drake and maybe it's Mark Walton, maybe it's Kenyon Kalen Bel- uh, Bellage. Although I I really don't even want him out there. I'd rather see Chris Laird at this point. Uh, but I think there's going to be some opportunities to see the Dolphins maybe put 
uh, Chandler Cox in there and get some eye formation and, and, and really pound the rock and try to play some ball control and see if we can't push Washington around and keep them off balance, which ultimately is going to be best for, for Josh Rosen and this offense going forward anyway. So there's going to be some opportunities in this game, I believe, for the Dolphins and for Josh Rosen. You want to see Josh Rosen play well. I think, look, look, if Josh Rosen goes out and he, you know, plays like Baker Mayfield did on Monday night, then, uh, yeah, that doesn't bode well for him. But, but let's face it. Josh Rosen could play really well the rest of the year. If the Dolphins end up with the number one pick, they're taking Tua Tungavailoa and and they're going to trade Josh Rosen or they're going to keep him here as a developmental piece until the right trade offer comes along or they'll keep him here as insurance on Tua. Uh, So the odds are that Josh Rosen is not the quarterback for the Dolphins long-term regardless, but that said, I, I don't think we should make any sweeping judgment of him uh, in what is going to be his third start of the season. Well, uh, I, it's, I, it's just a, it's just a this is going to be a continuing evaluation because let, let's face it, if he plays a mediocre game in this game and plays a mediocre game next week, but then as we go down the stretch, you know, in his last four games of the season, he throws like 12 touchdowns and no interceptions. You're going to look back at the the week six game against the Redskins and say, well, that was the game where I decided that we that he's not the guy. Listen, no, if Josh Rosen, if Josh Rosen throws 12 touchdowns and no interceptions down the stretch and listen, I'm not holding my breath waiting for that to happen. No, I don't, I don't think anybody should. I'm I will. I will gladly say I will gladly say I was wrong, but I, I have at this point I'm. I think I've seen what I need to see from Josh Rosen. Well, and um, that's the point that I'm making is that you're not really making a sweeping judgment on one game. You've already decided. And he could go out there and throw four touchdowns and no interceptions in this game. And well, that would be you're a probably not going to change me. your mind. If he if he throws four touchdowns and no interceptions in this game, I'll be paying you attention. I'll your lean mind? forward. I'll lean forward. We'll see. What about on the other side of the ball? The Redskins, we know their plan is to run the ball and run the ball and run the ball and run the ball. Uh, it's un, it's unsure. I can't remember. Did they say is Haskins going to get the start at them with them no, for QB it, well, or is it going to be Colt McCoy again in this game? So, well, actually, Case Keenum looks like he's back. He was a full participant in practice. It looks like Case Keenum is going to be the guy. It looks like Colt McCoy is going to be the backup. Uh, uh, Callahan has said that in spite of all three quarterbacks getting reps with the first team in practice, that Dwayne Haskins is not ready to start. Um, and that is if you are a fan of the Dolphins tanking and you want the Dolphins to lose this game, I think that increases the odds that we will lose this game because you're putting a competent quarterback back there in Case Keenum. Um, look, Case Keenum's not a world beater, but he's a solid game manager who has played well enough to get a team to the NFC title game just a couple of years ago. So, uh, and, and he's had, he had a couple of decent games this year for the Redskins. So, uh, if you, if you're looking for the Dolphins to lose this game, the good news is Case Keenum is looking to be the starting quarterback. You're probably not going to see Dwayne Haskins, who looks like he is just not anywhere near ready to be a starter in the NFL. All right, prediction time. What's the score of this game going to be? Yeah, I've gone back and forth on this. Uh, that sigh was just so great. 
Just <laughs> that's just so emblematic of this Miami Dolphins season was that exhalation. Well, that's very emblematic of just the Dolphins my entire life. Yeah, yeah. Is uh, I've gone back and forth on this because when we talked last on our on our last episode after the loss to the Chargers, my thought was we're probably not going to beat the Redskins. Uh, but the Redskins looked so dreadful. Uh, and now they're dealing with the coaching change and the Dolphins get the bye week. And I really, I, I, I like the fact that there's not a lot of news coming out of Miami and the, and, and they're getting healthy. And I really feel like you're going to see the Dolphins with their best. I think this is going to be the best the Dolphins look, not just. You know, so far this season, this might be the best the Dolphins look all year because they get the extra bye week uh, against a team that I think they match up well against. That's not going to really challenge their defense. You know, it's not going to put a lot of pressure on their defense because it's a team that's similar to them does not have very much firepower. I, I definitely think that this will be a close game. But I get the closer we get to this game, the more I think the Dolphins are going to win this game. I, I I think this is the one that the Dolphins they might not win another game the the rest of the year. Uh, I I think maybe that home game against Cincinnati towards the end of the year. But I think the Dolphins are going to find a way to win this game, uh, and piss off the majority of the fan base because that's the what's more same old dolphins than pissing off your fan base. Uh I got the Dolphins winning this game 19 to 17 you, on a game winning field goal this is by Jason Sanders. In, in two in bat in consecutive weeks where Jason Sanders has been maligned for missing field goals, he kicks four field goals including the game winner to put the Dolphins at one and four. This is unbelievable. I'm literally sitting here with my prediction, and it's exactly that. This was basic. I mean, the score probably wasn't the same, but I mean, the prediction as far as what the game was going to look like was exactly the same because these are the Dolphins, and they're the same old Dolphins. And what the same old Dolphins do is disappoint you eventually. And as well, right now, everything has been doing exactly what we sort of expected and wanted them to do, and it's leading to this game. And I certainly expected, a, a down to the Jason Sanders field goal as time expires to win the game. So because you predicted that, I'm going to change my prediction because, you know, for the sake of making this interesting, we don't want to predict the exact same thing. I'm going to say the Dolphins have themselves, we're going to make this an old school, same old Dolphins kind of game. And what I mean by that is that the Dolphins are going to get out to something like a 17 to nothing lead. And then the Redskins are going to come all the way back, tie the game, and the Redskins are going to win it 20 to 17 on their own game winning field goal as time expires. The Redskins go to one and five. The Dolphins drop to 0 and five. And the tank for Tua stays on track. If you really want to make it a same old Dolphins loss, the Dolphins get off to the 17 nothing lead. Yes. The Redskins call, come all the way back, make it 
20 to 17. Dolphins the Dolphins score a then pioneer a yeah. dr- or and maybe or maybe they go up 21 to 17. And then the Dolphins pioneer a drive to take a 24-21 lead and let the Redskins drive all the way da- down the field, kick a field goal, take it to overtime and then the Redskins win it in overtime. Or or the Dolphins down 20 to 17, score a touchdown, go for two. Miss the two-point conversion. Why would they go for two? To try to put the game at more than a field goal's distance between the if two they're teams. down 20 to 17, then you'd be up 24 to... Eh, whatever. It doesn't matter. It doesn't yeah, matter. The point, the point is the same. The point is the same. The Dolphins are going to lose the game last minute. You say the Dolphins are going to win the game last minute. Either way, we know what it is that we're looking for. We know what we want to see in this game. And uh, that's that's going to wrap it up. So, Brain, tell the people... As always, where they can find you. As always, on Twitter, at Aaron the Brain. I am at Amplified to Rock. The show is at Same Old Dolphins. And, of course, every episode of the show is on DolphinsTalk.com. So visit DolphinsTalk.com every day for your daily dose of all things Miami Dolphins. And don't forget... Some of you have been doing this. We've been adding you to the list. Head over to Apple Podcasts. Leave us a five-star rating. Leave us a review. It really helps us out. The show is also available anywhere that you get your podcasts. Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, uh, Luminary. It's all over the place. So if you're you're into the podcast, if there's some place that you'd like to listen to your podcast and we're not there, hit us up. Let us know. And we will do what we can to get there. But in the meantime, you know where to find us. That's it. Oh, the Facebook page. Almost forgot. Facebook.com slash Samuel Dolphins. Give us a like over there. Give us a follow. And we appreciate everybody chiming in. We love talking to you. We will come back to you either Sunday night or early Monday with another episode of the Same Old Dolphin Show recapping what happened in Sunday's Tua Bowl, the first of what we imagine to be several Tua Bowls throughout the season, will be here, as we always are, to talk about it with you, uh, our friends, our comrades in arms, as the Dolphins head through this most difficult season. In the meantime, take care of yourselves and each other, and we will talk to you again next time. Bye-bye, everybody. Go Dolphins! Miami's got the Dolphins, the greatest football team. We take the ball from goal to goal like no one's ever seen. We're in the air.